Hi, and welcome to episode two of What Are the Odds, the official podcast of discovertheodds.com, the best place to go to find the answers to all those questions that begin with the words, what are the odds? I'm Brochette Mendoza, and I'm the host of this podcast. Thank you for joining us. So if you're still breathing, if you have a pulse, if you are alive at all in America today, then of course you realize that the election is this Tuesday, November 6th. We are, in fact, entering the final hours before the election, and we are making a lot of very important decisions on the local and state levels. On the national level, we are voting on who will be the next president of the United States of America. Now, whether you're rooting for President Barack Obama or Governor Mitt Romney, the question is, what are the odds that your candidate will win the 2012 presidential election? Actually, that is a very good question, and it's such a good question that just about everyone has their own version of the answer. So in addition to all of the campaign ads you have seen, no doubt you have also seen an overwhelming number of election polls, forecasts, electoral maps, and more than enough political commentary. So in this episode of the podcast and in the show notes for this episode, which you can find at discovertheodds.com, we are going to cut through the noise. First, I'm going to talk about what winning winning is as far as the presidential election is concerned. Second, I'm going to touch on why this particular election seems so difficult to forecast. And third, we're going to delve into three sources of information. Now, we can't cover everything, so just three. (laughs) Three places where people are looking in order to get an idea of what the odds are for each of the candidates. One, you've got prediction market trading. Two, you've got polls and averages of the various polls on the state and national levels. And three, you've got multifaceted forecasts that take into account a real plethora of factors. So by the end of this episode, hopefully, you'll have a better idea of what the odds are that your candidate will win the 2012 presidential election, or at least a better idea of which forecasts you find to be the most compelling. First, what is winning? Winning. Well, here's the thing. Winning the U.S. presidential election is about winning the votes of the American people, but more precisely, it's about winning the popular vote on a state-by-state basis in order to win a sufficient number of electoral votes. The Electoral College consists of 538 electors, and to be elected president of the United States, a candidate needs a majority of 270 electoral votes. The number of electors belonging to your state equals the number of members in your state's congressional delegation. So that's one for each member of the House of Representatives, plus two for your senators. Each candidate running for president in your state has a group of electors, and these electors are usually chosen by the candidate's political party. When you vote for president, you are actually voting for your candidate's electors. And another thing that's important to remember is that with the exception of the states of Maine and Nebraska, which each use a form of proportional representation, the states use a winner-takes-all system that awards all electors to the winning presidential candidate, 
with the winner-takes-all system, even if the margin of victory is just 50.1% to 49.9%, the winning candidate is awarded all of the electoral votes for that state. For instance, Ohio has 18 electoral votes. The candidate who receives just 50.1% of the popular vote in Ohio receives all 18 of Ohio's electoral votes. So when you see national polling data for the presidential election as opposed to, let's say, state-level polls, remember that the president is not chosen by a nationwide popular vote. Electoral votes are awarded on the basis of the popular vote of each state. It is the electoral college vote totals that determine the winner of the presidential election. And we saw that dichotomy played out in 2000, as you recall, when Mr. George W. Bush received fewer national popular votes than Mr. Al Gore, but received a majority of electoral votes and thus won the election. Second, why is this particular election so difficult to forecast? Well, let me begin with one of the more recent developments, and that's Hurricane Sandy. In addition to the loss and damage of property, as well as the tragic human toll of the storm, some people would argue that Hurricane Sandy has disrupted our ability to accurately ascertain the state of the presidential race due to interruptions in polling, and that moreover, in the aftermath of the hurricane, we may see lower voter turnout than we had previously anticipated, as well as other complications. Officials and analysts are still assessing the impact of Hurricane Sandy. But still, I'll say this. When it comes to this election, the real root of the uncertainty continues to be how close the election truly is. What do I mean by that? When we look at the national polls, what we see is a virtual tie. This election is closer than at least the last three presidential elections. This past Tuesday, October 30th, one week before Election Day, Mr. Obama and Mr. Romney reached a tie according to the Real Clear Politics average of the national polls. In 2000, one week before the election, Mr. Bush had a three to four point lead in the polls over Mr. Gore. One week before the 2004 election, Mr. Bush had a two-point advantage over Mr. John Kerry. And in 2008, one week before the election, Mr. Obama had a six-point lead in the national polling averages over Mr. John McCain. Now let's focus on those three sources of information I mentioned earlier, prediction market trading, polling averages, and multifaceted election forecasts. First, prediction market trading. The big prediction market out there is Intrade. Intrade.com is a website where people bet money on the outcomes of non-sports-related future events like political, entertainment, and financial events. Here's how it works. On Intrade, people bet on predictions, meaning that people buy and sell shares related to those various predictions. So the current price in a given contract or bet is regarded as a sort of consensus about the probability that that prediction will come true. In this case, the bets we're interested in are Barack Obama to be re-elected president in 2012 or Mitt Romney to be elected president in 2012. 
Intrade has been spot on in many of its predictions, yet at the same time, it does not have a perfect track record. For example, earlier this year, Intrade forecasted a 75% chance the Supreme Court would overturn the individual mandate in the healthcare law. Intrade was wrong about that. However, when it comes to both of the presidential elections the site has offered trading for so far, it is a relatively young site. Intrade has been right on the money, so to speak. <laughs> for the very close 2004 election between Mr. Bush and Mr. Kerry, the Intrade market correctly predicted the outcome in all 50 states. In the 2008 election, Intrade correctly predicted the outcome of the election and its electoral vote forecast was off by only one electoral vote. So here we go. Drum roll, please. <laughs> Concerning the 2012 presidential election, Intrade is forecasting a 67.3% probability that Mr. Obama will win and a 32.8% probability that Mr. Romney will win. Trade prices on each market forecast that Mr. Obama will win 281 electoral votes and Mr. Romney will win 235 electoral votes. Colorado's nine votes now fall into the toss-up category with a probability of 50% for Mr. Obama and 48.7% for Mr. Romney. Virginia's 13 votes are also considered toss-ups with a probability of 54.6% for Mr. Obama and 45.5% for Mr. Romney. Second, let's talk about polls and averages of polls. Specifically, let's turn our attention to Real Clear Politics. Real Clear Politics, which was launched in 2000, takes the various polls for presidential and congressional races and aggregates them into averages. The Real Clear Politics average includes polling data from sources such as Rasmussen, Gallup, Fox News, Pew Research, ABC News, The Washington Post, CNN Opinion Research, Politico, CBS New York Times, and The National Journal, to name a few. And based on state-by-state -state polling averages, Real Clear Politics also produces an electoral map with states labeled red or blue for the candidates and gray for toss-ups, as well as an electoral map projecting the outcome with no toss-ups. In 2008, the final Real Clear Politics national average was just 0.3% off. It had pointed to a 7.6% margin of victory for Mr. Obama. Mr. Obama's actual margin of victory was 7.3%. Regarding the 2012 presidential election, the Real Clear Politics average of national polls shows Mr. Obama with 47.5% support compared to 47.3% for Mr. Romney. The Real Clear Politics No Toss-Up States map forecasts 290 electoral votes for Mr. Obama and 248 electoral votes for Mr. Romney. The slight lead for Mr. Obama now seen in the national polling average only emerged after a period following the first presidential debate in which Mr. Romney held about a 1% lead. But with one week remaining on Tuesday, October 30th, the two candidates tied in the national polling average, and then Mr. Obama emerged with a small lead Wednesday, October 31st. 
few notes. The national average includes, along with all the other poll numbers, the Gallup poll numbers for October 22nd through October 28th, which show Mr. Romney with a five-point lead at 51%. It is also worth noting that even during the period of Mr. Romney's lead after the first debate, the Real Clear Politics No Toss-Up States map consistently projected fewer than the necessary 270 electoral votes for Mr. Romney, while projecting more than the necessary 270 electoral votes for Mr. Obama. Third, there are various presidential election forecasts, and now we'll talk specifically about Nate Silver's forecast featured on his 538 blog on the New York Times website. His blog is one of the most talked about political blogs out there today, so a little background. Nate Silver gained prominence in the political arena during the 2008 presidential election cycle. When he accurately predicted the outcome in 49 of the 50 states, he only missed Indiana, which Mr. Obama won by just 1%. In 2008, he also successfully predicted the winner of all 35 elections for contested Senate seats. On the other hand, there have been some misses. In the Senate elections of 2010, Silver correctly predicted the winner for 34 of the seats, but he was incorrect about the other three. As for the 2010 House races, Silver's model was off about the net Republican seat gain by eight seats. He predicted a net gain of 55 seats. The actual net Republican gain was 63 seats. But to be fair, this number did fall within the forecast reported confidence interval. In terms of methodology, in short, Silver attempts to balance the polls with demographic data. He also weighs each poll on the basis of the pollster's historical track record, sample size, and recentness of the poll. Additionally, his methods tend to place greater weight on state-level polls over national polls. Concerning the 2012 presidential election, Nate Silver's 538 blog forecasts that Mr. Obama will win 50.6% of the popular vote to Mr. Romney's 48.3% of the popular vote. 538 forecasts roughly 306.9 electoral votes for Mr. Obama and 231.1 electoral votes for Mr. Romney and places Mr. Obama's chances of winning the election at 85.1% to Mr. Romney's 14.9% chance of winning. At the other end of the spectrum, there are interpretations that argue that a Romney victory is just as plausible, if not more likely, than an Obama victory. Fox News polls show that both Mr. Romney and Mr. Obama have favorability ratings at over 50%, despite all of the money and energy Mr. Obama's re-election campaign spent on negative advertising. There is also an enthusiasm gap, Fox News reports, and that gap is reflected most clearly in early voting numbers. According to Pew surveys, in 2008, Mr. Obama led Mr. McCain 52% to 34% among early voters. This year, Mr. Romney leads Mr. Obama 50% to 42%. Also, the latest Fox News poll of independent voters shows Mr. Romney with a seven-point lead, and the conjecture is that the remaining undecided voters will fall more in line with the challenger, Mr. 
Romney than with the incumbent, Mr. Obama. Michael Barone, senior political analyst for the Washington Examiner, asserts that Mr. Romney will win the election handily. Barone argues that it is Mr. Romney who has the lead in essential battleground states, including Indiana, North Carolina, Florida, Ohio, Virginia, Colorado, Iowa, Minnesota, New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. Barone posits that this lead, along with the other factors, the strength in the Republican voter enthusiasm and turnout, and an edge among independent and undecided voters, will carry Mr. Romney to a decisive electoral vote victory of 315 electoral votes to Mr. Obama's 223 electoral votes. Jay Cost of the Weekly Standard gives another reason for a likely Romney victory, and that's Mr. Romney's advantage on the economy. Cost cites a recent NPR poll showing Mr. Obama's job approval rating on the economy at only 47%. The poll also found that Mr. Romney is more trusted on the economy than Mr. Obama, 50% to 46%. Cost goes on to state that Mr. Romney's edge on the economy shows up consistently in polls across the board, including in most state polls, and that it's the economic and fiscal issues that have consistently ranked at the top of a list of issues in the minds of most voters. Jay Cost asserts that it is difficult to think of a historical precedence where the electorate was so singularly focused on one set of issues and the person trusted less on those issues nevertheless won. And that pretty much wraps it up. You know, we've talked about so many things. We've talked about what activity on in-trade indicates, and that is a victory for Mr. Obama. We've talked about the closeness of the race. We've talked about real clear politics, their national polling averages, as well as their electoral map projections, and what those things seem to indicate. A win for Mr. Obama. We've talked about Nate Silver's 538 blog and what it's forecasting. Again, a very likely win for Mr. Obama. We've also talked about interpretive forecasts or predictions put forth in other places. Fox News, The Washington Examiner, The Weekly Standard. Forecasting instead a win for Mr. Romney. So, when it comes to the question, what are the odds that your candidate will win the 2012 presidential election? Your answer comes down to the same things that the entire election has come down to which information you regard as true, and which interpretations you embrace as your own. <laughs> now, with that being said, please vote. Your candidate's odds of winning are zero if you don't vote, because when you really think about it, you won't really have a candidate, right, if you don't bother to vote for them. So make sure that your candidate wins the one vote that you can determine, and that is your own vote. I would love to hear from you. Who do you think will win the 2012 U.S. presidential election? Let us know what you think the odds are. Please share your comments, forecasts, and predictions on the Discover the Odds Facebook page. And remember to follow Discover the Odds on Twitter, circle us on Google+, and like us on Facebook. Subscribe to this podcast for free in the iTunes store, and join me for the next episode of... 
what are the odds?